0: Hey, everyone. Coming up in this episode, the buzz is all about race through New York with Jimmy Fallon. A little band called Walk the Moon, as well as uh, some Halloween Horror Nights information, because, well, it's still October. Uh, and we're also going to talk about Kong, uh, well, Skull Island, really briefly. All of that right before JL uh, takes us on her family's guide to World Expo in Universal Studios, Florida. Also, we're going to do the Monster Mash. Why not? It's a Graveyard Smash. Live from the Bob Varley studio, this is the Universal Edition of the Dis Unplugged. This is episode sixty three of the Diz Unplugged Universal Edition. Edition. The Diz Unplugged Universal Edition is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, experts at helping you plan the perfect universal vacation. Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Hey, everyone, welcome to our spooky Halloween episode. God, JL, just... All all right, two seconds in. um, It's everyone out there who's listening to this. No, you did not just get a text message on your iPhone that was uh, Jenny Lynn Knob. Well, Jenny Lynn Knob's not actually here today, so um did i introduce myself yet no or did i get distracted uh i am your your spooky host for today i'm gonna use the word spooky like six or seven times that's that's gonna be the drink word yeah (laughs) Uh, so if you are playing a drinking game along to uh the dis unplugged universal edition which i always uh never recommend to anyone because well whatever whatever word you choose or whatever uh idiosyncrasy that we put on uh that causes you to drink just you know take a step back you don't need to do that but uh <laughs> okay spooky uh, i am your host craig williams and today i am joined by everyone's favorite person in the scooby-doo gang velma Ta-da.
1: hello everyone zoinks or something like that oh god <laughs> <laughs> isn't that that's a thing they say
0: that's
2: well,
1: the thing
0: Shaggy says, yeah. All
1: right. Well, I'm not Shaggy, but Velma doesn't say anything. She just shakes her finger at everyone.
0: Yeah, Velma. I said, didn't I say, did you, I just say Velma? It is Velma. Velma. Velma.
1: It's not Thelma, it's Velma. Velma
0: yeah. Louise. Louise. Thelma, oh yeah.
1: Thelma drove off a cliff. Velma chased monsters in the Mystery Machine.
0: Hmm. Okay. Okay. Um and then back <laughs> on the controls, associate producer in our hearts, and uh, where else? Spider-Man himself, <laughs> Rhino <Ryan> Clavin. <laughs> yeah, you can't
2: see you. You can't tell I'm wearing a full-body
0: outfit right here.
2: You guys, he's in a onesie. Kind of superfluous, I
0: guess. Yeah, <laughs> he's uh, just so everyone is aware. Um,
1: this is not a hoodie.
0: Uh, yeah, up, but... especially for everyone who's listening. Uh, obviously. Uh, there are some Halloween costumes being worn right now. I am not wearing a Halloween costume. Guys- I am wearing my Michael Myers spooky Halloween shirt. Because shirt. it is very spooky. <laughs> uh, Jenny Lynn is dressed up as Velma from scooby doo as I already said, and then in the back, uh Rhino is wearing a Spider-Man onesie that is not a costume, it is his actual it's pajamas. For his
2: PJs. Yeah. Uh, yeah, guys, they got pockets in the side and a hood. And uh that i can put shoes on
1: i'm pretty sure that this show has the most awkward introductions of any shows that we do and that's hard to beat the trip
2: these pajamas were the
0: best investment i ever made fantastic (laughs) pajamas are universal (laughs) there you go i didn't hear the the outro music there but uh whatever yeah we have a huge episode today uh a lot of buzz happened this week and I, i think Uh, The most important part of the show is uh, our segment that we're going to be talking about this week, Your Family's Guide to World Expo. Oh, thanks. It's been a while since the last one, I think only like a month or two, Uh, but we did Family's Guide to New York, Uh, obviously. It's awesome, awesome information for anyone coming with that wide range of uh, ages with their kids. Uh, I know yours are now, now Ellie, she's 10 now, right?
1: 11. She's 11 now. She just turned 11 at school. Crazy business up in this piece Hi. 11, 13, and 15. 11, 13,
0: 15.
1: Oh, Ellie is 11. Oh, okay. Miller I was gonna say, 13. I was like, that's what
0: is that? I the was date gonna say that's, gonna that's the day I'm getting married. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, that's what, weird. That is
2: um,
0: no,
1: Ellie's 11, um, Miller's 13, and Margot is 15.
2: You know, it
0: wasn't weird, that was spooky. Yeah, spooky. that was very spooky. Um, yeah, so you've got you run the whole gamut in terms of ages with your kids. I mean, you don't have a you don't have a toddler, but I'm not yeah. wishing that upon you at the same Thanks, time. too. Thanks, I
1: appreciate uh, that.
0: It, the content's not worth uh, <laughs> in the long run, and plus we just have to wait too long. Unless you adopt, I guess. Yeah, I, don't I know. think
1: you'll be the next one up to be bringing a toddler uh, into the game plan.
0: No, nah, definitely Rhino. I've uh, got two corgis. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, because yes. that's the same thing.
0: You can do the dog's guide to Universal, (laughs) coming soon to a Universal website near you. How to vacation Um, with your pet? No? All right. Okay.
2: Actually,
1: Um, I'm going to write that down for the staff. That's a great segment for the trip.
2: Um, Uh, That was the first thing I said when I started working here was, we should do a segment about how you travel with your dog. Well, someday.
0: Someday. We'll
1: get there.
0: I have friends that I ditch my dog off on. Someday Artie and Um, Rocket. So yeah, you're going to want to definitely stay tuned or uh, you know, give us a half an hour and then come back and tune back in to watch the family's guide. But um, yeah, before we get to that, of course, we have the buzz. And let's just jump right into that buzz. Yeah, let's get buzzing. So the first and most obvious uh, thing that we're going to talk about in the buzz, uh, if you didn't figure it out yet, but uh we we've been talking about it for a while but twister is finally leaving us forever on yes, november second November
1: second, it's all done
0: yes meaning that it is closing on november 1st this sunday this very sunday so if you're listening to this on monday you're already too late why didn't you pay attention any sooner um but it's it's gone as of monday november 2nd and why is that uh like we uh reported before following the rumors that we found on other uh, Dis- uh not disney websites but universal websites that really go crazy on rumors there is in fact a jimmy fallon attraction boom coming sorry there <laughs>
1: the rumors are true the jinkies. rumors are
0: true jinkies
1: what
2: that's that's her thing somebody just messaged me jinkies is what felma says
1: oh jinkies okay yeah. so that will be my word for that's, today
2: yeah that's what you could have said in response to it for the Sorry. next buzz action.
1: i'll do it over again hey i'm velma jinkies
0: what's that attraction coming craig race through new york starring jinkies. jimmy fallon i'm not sure that jinkies is appropriate in this age and day <laughs> okay <laughs> i don't know what it means but it's
1: throwback thursday craig go with it
0: um did they talk yeah, about – I
2: didn't I, – I, like, knew this announcement was getting made. Like, I saw it happening, but I didn't actually watch the details of it. Did they give – The deets? Yeah, the deets. Yeah. Was it was it vague or
0: oh, – Well, I kind of – I it. would like to throw it over to JL just real quickly if she wants to talk a little bit about it because she already sure. did get to talk about it we on did. Fox News yesterday. I was
1: on Fox last night reporting about it. And, you know, we don't have any real big details, but what we do know is that it's going to be a 4D attraction simulator mm-hmm. attraction. Oh,
2: so It'll smell like garbage like the streets <laughs> <laughs>
1: that, that's what we're looking kidding, forward I love to just um, and obviously it's based off of Jimmy Fallon's show and in his show he does the celebrity races in his studio so this is going to uh, oh. you know where where the the celebrities they go and they kind of tour through yeah. his studio well this is going to be a tour similar to that but I'll give you an overview of New York instead of just the studio. It's supposed to take you from the depths of the subways to the heights of the skyscrapers. And it's all a lot of good fun. I think maybe a good way to describe it is how other people have said it might be like the uh, universal equivalent to Soarin' over California.
2: So have they said whether – I'm sure they didn't, but the – so we're assuming the ride contraption is going to be the vehicle is going to be like well, that kind of suspended. There's not
1: a lot of space there for an erector type set, so it's probably just going to be well.
0: I was stationary. Old, I'm wondering vehicles, if they're going like, to try and go the Shrek 4D route. And, and no, 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 no. I don't believe that at all. So maybe it, more
1: like Despicable Me.
0: It's a very even that I kind of at first I was like maybe, but it is a very. Uh, it, it's a tall building, despite mm-hmm. it not looking That's true, that yeah. big. Um, it it is pretty tall so may we're not talking that it has to be on that depth of Soren because Soren literally takes place in giant uh, giant IMAX screens yeah um I, I don't think that this is trying to wrap you up in it like that we already have uh, the Simpsons ride mm-hmm. over in World Expo that really wants to enwrap you like that um and think about it stuff like uh, Stuff like Gringotts as well as Forbidden Journey have been able to take those experiences where you can still go into that screen as well as Transformers and Spider-Man without needing to completely surround you in that element using actual different props and then the the 4d effects as it said there so i do think it is going just because of the limitations on how much room there is i do think it's going to be a stationary simulator similar to something like simpsons or despicable me however i do think uh that the rumors are probably going to end up being true and it is going to utilize uh some newer type of not not a, a Sorn knockoff, but some newer type of flight simulator technology. Because one of the one of the uh, main manufacturers of their attractions, I believe, their dynamic attractions. I follow them on Twitter, but they don't post that often. Uh, but they have tweeted out pictures of their type of flight simulator hmm. in the past before, and signs like that lead to um, lead you to speculate that, yeah, maybe. That This is why they started posting that, because they knew that they were going to use this technology and implement it into Jimmy Fallon. But then again, I believe they also posted pictures, uh, the same company, they posted pictures of a new prototype of a Back to the Future ride that oh, yeah, we'll probably that. never get, which would be awesome if we did. So, well, um, I think
1: the main similarity between that and... Soren over California would just be the concept that, you know, Soren gives you an overview of California and this is supposed to give you an overview of New York City.
0: Yeah. And I I got a little snarky on Twitter about this. Uh, We've talked about it on this show before. I am not the biggest Jimmy Fallon fan at all. Um, And I'll just leave that at that. Uh, Something like Soren, I do think it's an amazing experience and you really do feel like you're being put into this environment but because universal has gotten so heavy on simulators uh and just 4d 3d attractions in general it's starting to it's starting to make people a little weary and Mm -hmm. kind of just taken aback by adding more of this technology and and in this case I, i can give it a pass for something like gringotts where, you know, it's it's not a real place. So they they create the environment. The same thing goes with Hogwarts. They created that environment that they played on the the video screens as you're going through. Uh, Transformers, Spider-Man, same deal. However, whenever you come to here, this is literally a 4D attraction that's going to take you through New York. Something that You know, you might not be able to get the same perspectives that they will from making a simulator-type video of it. But at the same time, anyone can just go to New York and have that experience. Why do you need – and, yeah, I shouldn't be speaking like this because it's not out yet. It could end up being amazing. But – why not use the te- use this technology whenever you're looking to make a more of a fantasy place that you can't actually go to in real life? I can't use argue Use the technology with that. then.
2: I think I that can't argue with
0: it, that. it seems like they're trying to do the route of like it's
2: in the soundstage, so it'll it'll be like you're going into the studio and it's in New York,
0: the New York of Universal, and like it. So well, no, you're I, in Studio Six B in New York. Yeah, not in the New York at Universal. Wait, where but I thought Twister was in the New York area. Yes, but I'm I, I'm a little confused now. The both the attraction
2: and the actual attraction take are in New York, yes. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. So like you're going into a studio you're going into an actual sound stage at Universal yes. Studios and then which is which is the ride's theme is that you're going into a sound stage at a studio. So I think it's just them trying to keep that movie making production thing alive you know what i mean a, a part of this place i understand what you're saying though about it being like it should be somewhere where you step into a different world and stuff yeah. like that but i think maybe this is their their way of like throwing back to that but i also think it's interesting that it's it's new york and they say they're going into like the subway and a studio and then skyscraper's like so i imagine this ride's going to play with space a lot if especially since it's not a very big i mean you said it's tall but It's generally not like thought of as a huge building, but like you know, I'm thinking subways are cramped and small, and studios are very cramped and small because I just I went I went to the um, I'm wearing the shirt the Jimmy Kimmel and that was a lot smaller than I imagined it was going to be on the inside. So like it'll it'll be interesting to see if they like are incorporating that into this space somehow and play with that dimension. I know what
1: you mean. You mean like incorporating some kind of track.
2: No, like, but like playing with your perspective and the room in the same way that like Spider-Man, the ride, the ride makes you feel like you fly up a building and then get dropped down a building. But you're also in that ride. You're in like an alleyway. And I understand that is a moving thing. But it would be interesting if this trying to tries to like play with your perception
0: of space a little bit. Yeah, I think he's just trying to say, Okay. and sorry if it's, I'm just repeating what you're saying, but you're just saying that something that is – bigger wider almost like a soaring or simpsons yeah. ride where it's that massive scale that's not actually going to give you an authentic experience right. to what it's like being in a cramped studio or going through subway yeah so
2: and i think it would be interesting okay. to use the simulator in that way yeah. like to be like here we are and we're in the subway we're tight with people we're in a studio and then it opens up into an emer like Now we're in the skyline, so it would be kind of cool if it takes you through that, like, to tight, to, like, you know, wide open. I don't know. That's my hope. It
0: it still has potential, uh, regardless of the fact that Jimmy Fallon is in it, and he's only funny 1% of the time.
2: I'm assuming he's going to get hurt at some point while they're filming it or something, because he fell
0: again the other day. This guy is, like... He is having a rough, yeah, he's, rough go. Of his it. fingers and hands are all covered up. Um, the The one thing that does show promise with this attraction, uh, and I said in the blog post that we wrote about it, but the creative director on the attraction and the one who was the announcer, not the announcer, the one who announced it via uh, Universal's official blog, is none other than Jason Surrell. Jason Sorrell. Uh, who he started his career with Halloween Horror Nights over at Universal before becoming an Imagineer for over 10 years. And he's written some amazing books. He does like the the Haunted Mansion from the attraction to the movie book as well as a Pirates of the Caribbean one. Uh, he wrote one about the Disney Mountains. And, you know, he's just, as an Imagineer, he was one of the ones that of recent, who was very prominent, very in the light, and especially because he was an Imagineer out of Florida, uh, everyone in Florida knew him extra well for that reason. Uh, he left, went back over to um, Universal, and this is the first attraction that he's worked on. And, uh, you know, just based on some of the great things that he's pulled out of Disney, I feel like coming over to Universal where they're eager to throw, Money at everything. They're eager to just get these new projects off the ground and, you know, in front of people as fast as possible. And Although this one's not going to be moving
1: as fast as the other ones. This one's not coming out till twenty seventeen.
0: That's it's still extremely that's, quick. That's, that's literally. But I feel like you're, what, I mean they. Months. It's. I, yeah, yeah. Th-
1: I guess that is, but I, I mean, I'm just thinking about things like you know, how, like Transformers went up like mine. Train
0: took busters. five years, but Transformers was a cookie cutter ride. They already did it in two other Wait, places. How, how long did Transformers take? From technically, from the time they started construction on it, it was 12 months. But from the time they announced that they were doing it, it was seven months.
2: Okay, but yeah, I was going to say, but it didn't. It didn't. There wasn't a ride already there. They took space that had nothing in it right
0: yeah i think everything had already been cleared out of the sound stages where it was at yeah but that's not the that's not the hard part the 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 whole reason why they could put transformers in so quickly is because again it was. it's just a replica of the other two tracks that they've already built for mm-hmm. it. So they already knew what they were doing. It's kind of like a, a dark ride over at Disney. If it's just a replica, they can get it up they quick. They have
1: the
2: blueprints uh, and everything done.
0: Yeah, that's already done. It's a, just about building and paying your workers well so. enough that they'll build around the clock and get it done. And that's what they did for Transformers. And they still do it to this day. That's why Skull Island has gone up so quickly. Oh, yeah. And... Heck, who knows? It could even beat its summer deadline of summer 2016. They have Fast and Furious coming in 2017, as well as now uh, Jimmy Fallon uh, thrown in the mix, too. You have Volcano Bay, you have Sapphire Falls being completed for spring. Um, Well,
1: I wasn't accusing them of being lazy.
0: Well, this is
2: (laughs) seems to be kind of the ripple effect of that announcement they made in May about being like one new attraction yeah, per park, per thing. Yeah, so it's kind of cool. And we still haven't even heard what they're doing with Nintendo yet. So think about all that stuff you just said. Plus, there's something else going on that we don't even know about yet. Yeah, I mean, we know, but I'm sure there's something other than Nintendo in the works
0: as well. Oh, no, I, I know Nintendo is on the fast track too. Um They are going to start moving into development on that sooner than I think people even expected. And then there's still one more project out there that people are expecting will get announced to either open in 2017 or 2018, too, which just is mind-boogling to me. That they would try. (laughs) Boogling to me that they would potentially (laughs) open up another, a third attraction in 2017. But if anyone's going to do it right now, it's universal. So. Uh, They're making a statement. They are. So long story short, race through New York with Jimmy Fallon coming. Uh, We will keep you updated as new details do come out on it. And uh, if you're in Orlando right now, go over and experience Twister one last time. Uh, Rhino and I are, I think, tomorrow morning. We're actually going to go there to try to start filming our – tribute video to it i mean obviously we only have three days after today our tribute Um,
2: video is uh craig and i will be recreating the opening between helen hunt and bill paxton i will be playing the part of helen hunt he will be the part of bill paxton hating (laughs) me on the other tv screen
0: i i feel like we could just film the actual attraction and more people would enjoy that oh yeah i guess so i mean in the long run 10 years from now no one's gonna care about us (laughs) Let's be real. Oh, <laughs> Hey, that's, that's how it goes. that's, uh, a, that's a spooky little thing. You just it's, said, it's spooky. well, our next story is real spooky. Our next story is real spooky because we're going to talk about Halloween horror nights and we're not going to go on too long about this. We're actually going to keep it somewhat brief. Um, you know, of course we have to throw in something Halloween related on this Halloween. Uh, the first show before we actually have real Halloween and, um, uh, there's been a lot of negative press surrounding Halloween Horror Nights the past couple of days, especially uh, Orlando Sentinel just posted an article, I believe yesterday or the day before um, about a scare actor who, uh, you know, he went straight to the police because of being kicked in the face, which oh. to me, you know, geez, that's uh, kick somebody in the face. That would hurt. I, I understand the the character yeah. He was working in um, twenty five years of monsters and mayhem. So I don't. I'm guessing he was one of the. So he uh, was
1: in a house. He wasn't in a scare yeah, zone.
0: Yeah, I'm guessing he was one of the ones in the forsaken. Uh, they're like you low know, to the ground. He, what's that? They're like low to the ground. Yeah, the like the one is kind of right off to your right as soon as you go in the room and you're on the tilted path. The one. I mean, oh, they're both oh, pretty low, yeah. so I could understand. How something like that could happen there, and you could kick someone uh, either on accident or on purpose if they really uh, scared, scared you. you. But this is just one report after several others actually were made on social media from other characters saying that they were quitting in the last week, going up to the the finish of Halloween Horror Nights because they've been getting hit by guests and th-
1: all in the same place or are there uh, different, different areas in the... Uh,
0: oh. yeah the one i saw was from a girl who was playing a victim like one of jason's victims out in the uh, the scare zone
2: yeah one of the counselors
0: yeah yeah so i mean that's that's just a scare zone but people apparently were harassing her even in there and this isn't she got punched in the face yeah this isn't something that is abnormal um in general, because we've we've heard about it before that people hit characters. Sometimes characters accidentally hit, hit the guests that are there too. It's unfortunate. I mean, it's happened to me this year alone where they just got a little bit too close. One of the times I was walking through Werewolf, uh, the one of the person working the puppets was doing so well and getting so into it that they hit a person with the puppet <laughs> on accident, oh on my uh, gosh, uh, by accident, I have
2: died. completely.
0: Um, it was hilarious being back behind because this girl's like freaking out, but you know, it, it, stuff happens from time to time. However, these incidents now have been aggressive on behalf of the guests. And I, I can't remember what website wrote a kind of an in-depth look at it on. If you're coming to horror night, you know, there's two types of people. Uh, ones that, you know, they, you have the, the, the fight or the flight and that, you know, you see both of those, and then you see people who just don't care at Universal. And uh, like JL, you would be a flight. Clearly. Um, Rhino would be kind of that mix in between. He's a little bit don't care, a little bit flight. Yeah. I am straight up don't care. Uh, and the whole point. That behind that article and just in general I think everyone should know it but maybe the reason why we're bringing it up now is it's common sense uh, to anyone who listens to our show or knows anyone who wants to do these events but doesn't know how they'll react if you think you're going to be a fighter and if, if that's maybe your general t- reaction you shouldn't go. be going
2: <laughs> yeah if, if when someone pops out behind Something and your automatic reaction is a fist, like going out into like you should be like okay, well this probably isn't a good good place for
0: me, but you probably also <laughs> I don't want to say
2: it, <laughs> never mind. No, it's
0: just in general, uh, if that is your gut instinct, if you've ever been scared before by a friend by something else, and you naturally say okay, I'm gonna hit you, even as like a joke right after or just like uh like regardless don't go to this event. It's not for you. You're going to get arrested. And then you're going to have that record where, oh, yeah, you know, I just I got thrown out of a theme park, was given a trespass, and then uh, also they're going to put a lawsuit against me for punching this actor. It's not worth it to pay whatever amount of money you're doing it if you're just going to go in and react like that. And, I mean, the same goes for if you know you're going to be scared and there's that chance you don't know how you're going to react just in general. My friend Nicole don't <laughs> well, yeah. Nicole, poor Nicole had a little panic attack in the first house. She
2: did. God bless her. It was too spooky for. Her.
0: Like I I do I feel really bad. Um uh, I know the the actors take a lot through this job, they they really do, and it's unfair to them that they can be put in this situation. Um, it, but well, it, then again, it, it's crazy because like some people are like, well,
2: is this Universal's fault? It's not because it's they not. have they have their own security guards. They have the police that are actually there on property the whole time. They have the team members that are throughout the houses and the scare zone. So there's there's nothing more they can do other than having like a cop for every single person like that's that's you know like they've they've done what they can do it's up to you not to be a complete
0: moron when you go to these things yeah it's and one of the things that people are bringing up into it and there was another post by some just Blogger about haunted houses that kind of circulated a couple weeks back about how Halloween Horror Nights has just become one big kegger party. And
1: well, that uh, was my next question is do we know how much of a role alcohol has played into this?
0: Uh, we don't know how much alcohol was played into it. I think that's what people will jump on first, though, in terms of criticizing un- it's not. But then again, it goes right back to it. It's that person's fault if they think they need to be drunk just to be there, or they can't, you know, control how much they are drinking, and that's how they get. Right. Shame mm-hmm. on them. People uh, need to yeah. be
1: responsible.
0: You know, and yeah. the, we like to we like to have a drink when we go to this sort of
2: thing. It just loosens you up a little bit. Uh, we, I didn't drink to excess or anything like that. It was just I needed one to, you know, like I just you just want to have one in that social engagement to kind of, you know, get you. Going and then, it, you know, and that it, that's unfortunate because when I went to ho- ho- Hollywood, I had that issue where they weren't serving in the park. So I was like, well, I don't know what to do because I am very anxious and sometimes I just like to I'm I'm sound like an alcoholic right now. Um. <laughs>
0: yeah, really are. But, but y- um, you
2: know, when you know you're going to be scared or like like pe- it's like when people get on an airplane, some people need the drink to give yeah. them the courage right. to get on the airplane. Well, you know? I
1: mean, people again. Adults, you just need to be responsible right. for the amount for your own behavior.
0: Absolutely. How and, much
1: you're drinking or whether you're kicking and punching people.
0: And there's only so much you can blame a bartender in it, too. Like, oh, if yeah. the person goes to the same bartender, you know, multiple times, uh, the bartender will know. They, they do pay attention. As someone who goes to Halloween Horror Nights, you know, at least once or twice a weekend, the bartenders get to know you even if you don't come back. Like, you know, after an hour or two, they'll they they'll generally start to remember you. That's any guest service position. You do your best to remember everyone who comes through, uh, especially if you're serving alcohol, because you have to know if you're over serving that person. But let's be real. Some people can be extremely drunk and just not be visibly drunk. Uh, that's so let's say that person that punched one of the girls in the face got one double shot drink at every different bar and yeah. never showed it like, yeah, they might be extremely drunk, but if they're not showing it, there's really not a lot that people can do until they do something well, stupid like that. And, and, on and the, the flip side of
2: that, the, the thing that might be like, that sucks is that person might not have had any alcohol at all. Yeah. So then the people who are being responsible, this is just a person that's irresponsible in general with their own actions. Like, just, just don't be a jerk. Like if you know you're acting inappropriately, stop it. Like, but, you know, again, we're talking about a theme park where, like, it seems to be a magnet for people like that.
0: Yeah. I. It's unfortunate. I think it's just, you know, Halloween Horror Nights is essentially over. If you are planning on going this weekend, listening to us know you're going, please be responsible uh, and keep this in mind for next year with the event. Uh, just know ahead of time. We, it's another situation, like, advice on rides. We can't tell you what you can actually do and what you can't do if you might have some problems going into it if you have any doubts about how you can handle yourself at halloween horror nights if you don't know if you're going to be that person who runs away screaming won't care or you might get violent just save yourself the hassle and don't don't go through it it could end badly but i'll be there sunday you can come
2: get scared with me
0: (laughs) (laughs) get a little spooked out with me okay so after that depressing news we'll end on a on a bit of a high note a music reference a high. because it's a high well no well it is a beetlejuice <laughs> reference i guess but high notes are stuff people sing and uh the popular band walk the moon who's best known for uh this Sh- summer's shut up and dance with me yes uh if if you had ears any time after march i want to say i mean that that song might have been around even longer but it really blew up around march and then lasted throughout summer and is still going If you've heard Shut Up and Dance, that is Walk the Moon. And uh, they will be putting on a mini concert at Universal Studios Florida on November 7th at 7 o'clock p.m. Uh, They're doing it as part of Nickelodeon's Halo Awards, uh, which is their uh, award show that they do on the network that recognizes kids doing great things in their communities by helping and leading others. uh, Which I think it's... uh, a nice award show, I guess. I don't, they didn't have this around no. whenever we were kids, but I guess it's the seventh annual one. So, uh, whenever we were kids, Rhino and I specifically, no offense, but <laughs> yeah, um, like we were in our early days, yeah. I mean, god, seven years ago, I was freaking 21, so <laughs> that's not even really saying that much. Um, but yeah, regardless, it's all for a good <laughs> cause. So, they're doing a six song set, um, which You know, it will last about 20 to 30 minutes. So don't go in and get all angry saying, I was expecting a full concert. Uh, They'll sing your song. I'm sure they're going to sing Shut Up and Dance with Me. They're going to sing that. They're going to sing, you know, five other ones. They got another song on the radio right now, anyways. Uh, The only bad part about this uh, is that the host of the award show will also be there to introduce them, I guess. And that's Nick Cannon.
1: so much negativity about Nick Cannon with you guys today.
0: I just don't really
2: like Mariah Carey that much, um... I, I know, I know. I'm sorry, everybody. I just, I don't, I'm not into people that are just like terrible people in real life. But we already pointed out to
0: you that they are no longer together.
2: Yeah, and and so I don't, I don't know. But I also only don't really know why Nick Cannon's famous. I know he had a song when I was in like high school, and then he married her, and I think he's like significantly he's younger than well, the no, movies. I mean, movies, right? A dancing yeah. movie?
0: He started yeah, on, drumming. Nick, he did Drumline, uh, which was really popular back in the day. Okay. It was. Okay. It was unfortunately. That was the JC Chazet um, theme song. He had that his uh, his first single after NSYNC was the theme song of that movie. I hate okay. that I know that. Uh, I mean but I think he had a show on Nickelodeon as well too. I think that's where he originally started and then of course Wild and Out was where he really broke through on M T V. I'm not familiar. How, did you just miss like I didn't have ten cap- years of I didn't pop have cable. culture? I didn't where, have, I didn't have cable till I was like eighteen. Oh my god. It was it was the show was actually kind of amusing. But Nick Cannon went through this, I wanna say five or six year period where he was just obnoxious because he was everywhere. Mm-hmm. And I still don't know why he was everywhere. Right. Uh, he's never really appealed to me. I don't I don't think he's funny. Um is that what he's supposed to be? Is he supposed to be funny? He's supposed to be a comedian. Yeah. Oh, for,
2: for real? Yeah. I thought he was like a singer. I don't no. know. He <laughs> yeah. sings, though, doesn't he?
0: He sings. I don't
1: know. I know him from comedy oh. and being in movies.
0: I'm looking it up. Yeah, well, I'm doing that right now. So he started. I mean, yeah, obviously. It says artist on Apple Music. He absolutely sings. Yeah, no, no, he does, and I mean, he had Wild and Out. He's the chairman for Nickelodeon what? right now. I didn't even know that. Wow, good um, for you. I get, we get to gets all the free gack you can eat. Yeah, he's. I mean, yeah, he he's done uh, absolutely a lot. So, uh, he's just never really appealed to me. So, he's gonna be there. I'll still go to watch Walk the Moon.
2: They the album's good if you haven't heard it. I yeah. listened to it on the one of our California flights back, and I really enjoyed it.
0: I just hope he's not doing, like, a half an hour set first. No, nah, I Unless he does it. only Bill Cosby jokes, then that'll be good.
2: <laughs> um, for the Nickelodeon award show, yeah. <laughs> 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 for the kids' <laughs> award
0: show. Yeah. Good point. It's not too soon. Don't worry about it. Um, <laughs> so, Walk the Moon, November 7th, 7 p.m. Get there mm-hmm. early. Secure a good spot. You'll find Rhino, myself there. Maybe JL, too. I don't know if she cares. Uh, but some of us will be there. Don't find us. That's your prerogative. Well, unless we need them
2: to, if we get there late and they yes, we need their spots. Yeah, unless we can wave show up down. at the last second,
0: then wave for us in your good spot, and we will come take advantage of you. That's <laughs> uh, that's going to do it for the buzz. Uh, before we do move on any further, this I didn't find this uh, really buzzworthy because there wasn't a lot, but um, so new six in Orlando actually, uh, gosh, I was. A week back, now that they did it, Uh, but they got to go and do a sneak peek of Skull Island uh, (gasps) really quick. And I mean, they obviously they didn't get to post a lot about it. Was the ride functioning? No, the ride's not completely functioning yet. But they were able to say a little bit about it. I mean, obviously, it's massive, three stories tall. Um, They put that there's been 300 people working on the project right now. Which, that's a ton of people working on it a lot. Uh, The ride vehicle is 40 feet long. Oh, wow. Which, uh, again, that's very long for a ride vehicle for these Jeeps that are going to take you in there. How
2: long is the Jeep from, like, Dinosaur? Dinosaur. Indiana Jones to in California. That's probably like 12 feet,
0: right? 10 uh, or 12. I would say maybe 15 at most. Yeah. Thinking about so, body length. Yeah. Think, 15. think about that. So over times, twice the yeah, size. Jeez.
2: Three. To, yeah. Almost three times. Whew,
0: yeah. I'd say two and, and a half to cool. three times the size, the length of that. So it's going to be very, very good with capacity. Um, other things they said on it was, uh, some of the features will be old time radio broadcasters, which you got to love, uh, torches, Kong sculptures, uh, and the sculptures, of course, no surprise, are taking uh, taking after the Peter Jackson film, King Kong, which mm-hmm. I, I don't think anyone was confused about it. It looks straight out of the movie. <laughs> Just so we specify, guys, this is literally what it looks like. Yeah. So uh, other things Mike West said, uh, who's... Uh, one of the executive producers at Universal Creative. Uh, there's five or six scenes with all kinds of varying creatures, foreboding dinosaurs and creatures from Underworld that you haven't seen before. Everything is kind of overwhelming, and I think guests are going to be totally amazed. It's really going to be incredible, and the ride will be less than six minutes long, so sometime between five to six minutes. That's, that's a decent, that's a good, yeah. good a decent length. length as well. Um, so that's just a little bit of details on Kong sky island obviously i, I think this is really the first uh, media that's gotten that I've seen personally uh that popped up in my radar that's gotten to go back and look at it yet so fingers crossed that someday they'll do a, another media event where we can did they go um, and start getting a peek
2: did they mention whether it was 3 d or not or
0: yeah it is 3D that it was in the original announcement okay well I could yeah, there's gonna be a three d section it's going to be a blend of you know actual sets and then also a a massive 3d section which from what i've heard uh is it confrontation no confrontation's the old ride before Oh, Uh, you're talking Kong 360. Yeah, yeah, sorry. From what I've heard, it's going to be uh, a brand new film. However, uh, the one thing that they speculated at one point in time was that the Jeeps would be open. So that way you could see all Um, around you. But I've heard the Jeeps are, in fact, closed off. So Mm -hmm. uh, the 3D sections will just be on the left and right, which does sound very similar to Kong 360. But I... I read somewhere at one point that they said they weren't rehashing anything from that. So Well,
2: that's good because, I mean, there is a that King Kong movie that starts filming like next week or something like that, that Kong Skull Yeah, but Skull it's, it doesn't have
0: anything to do with that either. They're not going to no, try and tie in at all? No. It's not being a tie-in. It's just its own standalone Kong attraction good. coming that takes elements from Peter Jackson's film. But it's not even based on that either. Good. So uh, that's... Going to uh, do it for everything buzz and buzziness. And uh, now we're going to do our Monster Mash break.
2: Uh, I I like the Monster Mash. It's the album that we listened to before the show got started by Boris. Boris Pickett.
0: Pickett. I'm joking. We don't have the rights to actually play it. We'll get (laughs) flagged for uh, copyright issues on Mm -hmm. YouTube for that. So we're not going to play it at all. Instead, we are going to jump into... JL's Family's Guide to World Expo. So, JL, for everyone who missed the first round of Family's Guide and any of the articles that have gone up on the website, can you explain a little bit more about it?
1: Sure. So, um, I've been tasked with the assignment of taking my brood of children to Universal Studios and reviewing it attraction by attraction with each of my children, who are... Eleven, my daughter Ellie, eleven, who is uh, probably the daredevil of our family, and Miller, uh, my son, who's thirteen, and he's pretty, you know, easygoing. Just kind of uh, has a attitude where he's willing to go with the crowd for the most part. And then uh, my fifteen-year-old daughter Margot, who is pretty much scared of everything. So um, that's what we've been doing. We've been Running around Universal, and after we do an attraction, we come home. I interview them, get their opinions about uh, and their thoughts about the ride, and um, you know what that way we can kind of get an idea of what things are like from the kid perspective for all of those of you out there planning vacations for your families. With your
0: kids. Exactly, because uh, in terms of the Diz with Universal, uh, obviously we've really ramped up our coverage in terms of uh, making people more aware of what Universal's like and what Universal has to offer, uh, except uh, the, the one thing we don't really have. <laughs> we didn't until you started writing these is really that kid's perspective on the attractions because you know, I'm not a kid. Rhino's not a kid. Uh, wow. before, <laughs> body anyway. before you really came along, we really had Teresa with her kids, but obviously Teresa's too busy being a travel agent and, uh, and, uh, the, what running the welcome center to really do anything in park like that for us. Uh, and, So, and Corey and Julie have Ferris and Finley, obviously, but they're on the young side to the point that they're just now really starting to be able to ride a lot of the stuff at Universal, which would be a great aspect to have too. But they don't, again, they don't go there that often. So, uh, really, this has been eye opening to get that that really that demographic that universal really is heavily pushing towards that that age group between 8 years old up to obviously 18 they and even beyond that because then they want those 18 to 25 year olds and young adults without kids and all that so um no, it's it's all been very fascinating, and the New York episode was fascinating. Of course, we'll have a link in the show notes to take you back uh, to find out more about what you and your kids had to say about the New York episode, but uh, this time we're really going to dive deep into World Expo, which yeah. is one of the more exciting areas of the park, in my opinion, because while well, you have, in terms of attractions alone, we're not even getting into the food and their opinions on that, because... Well, that'll be after you do all the attractions. <laughs> then we'll have to get more opinions I'm on top of, of that. Uh, but And we have two of the biggest attractions in the park in this mm-hmm. section alone with Simpsons Ride and Men in Black. Uh, then you have technically Kang and Kodos, Trill and Hurl, the mm-hmm. spinner ride. But you know what? Sometimes kids surprise you and they, they enjoy those rides because of other reasons. And uh, then... Also, technically, in World Expo, but not included in this show, uh, Fear Factor Live. Uh, Why is it not included? Well, because right now, Fear Factor and Fear Factor has been down for a while because of Bill and Ted. Um, A little while before Halloween starts, it goes down and it doesn't come back until... Until after. And um, on top of that, too, there's been the rumors circulating that, uh, of course, Beetlejuice is going down. And once that's down after Halloween Horror Nights, potentially instead of using Fear Factor, they'll kind of make their own mock version over on the the Fear Factor stage, which, as we talked about during the Beetlejuice show, would just be awful in all of our opinions. But then again. Unless
1: they seriously rework that show.
0: And I, I don't see that happening. But at the same time, I don't like Fear Factor live either. So um, either way, it's it just doesn't work for me. So yeah, Fear Factor is going to be left out of this section. And we're going to focus on the three attractions that truly matter in here.
1: Before we do that, yeah. I, I want to take just a minute to have a little side note about, um, you know, you said it's been eye-opening. Um, it's been eye-opening for me as well because, you know, even being... The parent of these children and, you know, moms, dads, you know, your kids and you can usually anticipate pretty well how they're going to respond to certain um, things. Um, but even with that, I haven't been able to anticipate everything. Yep. So it's been eye opening. I, I learned that um, just last week because we did the episode last week on the horror makeup show. Yeah. And I thought for sure my kids would just be like, think it was the biggest waste of time and, you know, I'd have to do something to appease them afterwards for making them sit through it. They loved that show.
0: I, I was... I wasn't shocked, but
1: I was when you told me... Shocked. It was shocked. <laughs> they loved it. Um, I mean, they, they had slightly different reactions to it, but well, one, we had a different set of actors yes. than when the three of us went, and I think that played a big part in it, but um, they really responded to it in a way and to a degree that I had not been expecting. So it's been um, it's been good for me because even with these being my kids, I haven't always uh, um, completely been able to predict uh, what they would yeah. think or what they would pick up from the attractions.
0: Yeah, and uh, well, even going further than horror makeup show, you even said that. Uh, we, we haven't done a family's guide on it. Obviously, it doesn't exist anymore. Rest in peace disaster. But mm-hmm. you said. Oh,
1: that that my goodness. That was another one. I thought that they weren't going to be that. Yeah, I still kind of want to go back and write that article about it because I didn't think that this one was going to be that big of a deal for them. And that was hands down. The best experience I've had with my kids on an attraction at Universal Studios to date. We had so much fun together. Um, It was the whole, um, you know, the making the movie part, and then when you're in the subway and they have everybody participate and put it together. I don't, I don't know what happened. My kids just got really into it um, at the last minute. Miller starts, you know, screaming and. Um, you know, pretending to panic for the sake of the movie to the point that everyone else in the vehicle thought that maybe there genuinely was a problem, you know, because he's, oh my God, we're going to die, you know, and just like, it was, we had the best time. I didn't see that coming. I I just didn't see it coming. I'm sorry, what?
2: I said that's how I was when I was a kid.
1: Yeah, it was so great. I wasn't expecting uh, it to be such a great family time.
0: I mean, and I, I can't obviously speak for Fast and the Furious Supercharged yet because it's not out. But I've got to believe, just based on the little bit that I know, uh, your kids and um, basically the demographics that are really into the Fast and Furious uh, Supercharged, I feel like they are in the end they're going to like Disaster more than they are that attraction whenever it opens they might. up, and we'll see. you know that surprises like that are sometimes things that we forget as adults with universal that what we have an opinion on is there's a chance that's always going to be the exact opposite of opinion of the kids that are coming to the parks too. And I mean, it's designed for everyone to enjoy it, but you know, it also, it makes you enjoy the attractions more because you're enjoying your kids reactions.
1: I mean, my experience with them, um, (laughs) There was huge difference in experiencing the horror makeup show uh, with you guys and then it with them. And really, for me, I mean, again, we mentioned the the different set of characters, which I think had a drastic effect on the quality of the show. But for me, the enjoyment, the difference in enjoyment was being able to see the look on their faces and how much fun that they were having. Yeah.
0: Well... Let's go ahead and start talking about the World Expo attractions, mm-hmm. and I want to kick things off going in with the Simpsons ride. Okay,
1: uh, and I'm going to ask your help in this because I wrote these articles a yeah. bit ago, and it's... Uh,
0: it's a little bit out just, of your
1: head. You know, you know, me and my old age, the, yeah. the gears in the mind are a bit rusty. No,
0: no problem. So, recap for everyone. The Simpsons ride, okay. it is obviously the attraction that got rid of Back to the Future. It is a simulator ride that takes place on three different stories in two complete separate theaters. There's, you know, so a lot can happen. Uh, this usually has a pretty decent weight because of it. Um, but yeah, it is, uh, it is a giant IMAX motion simulator ride that takes you into a 3d. No, you're not wearing 3d glasses, but it's the Simpsons not on the 2d cartoon. Like you see them in on TV, but a 3d version of that, uh, it just adds that little bit of depth, makes the ride bigger um, and better. Uh, I know this uh, the the Simpsons has gone way downhill in recent years in terms of how it is on TV. And uh, so, like whenever I was growing up, my parents didn't want me watching it right away. And then, of course, the older I got, I got more into it. Uh, I feel like the Simpsons is now something that is maybe watched by people my age and slightly younger, but a lot of the people who were older, when it first came out, they've abandoned it because of the quality of the show and how it's gone downhill. Uh, And then I look at people like your kids, and I can't imagine that they have ever watched The Simpsons before in their life, have they?
1: No, no, No? definitely not.
0: Because of the content or because they just don't care?
1: Um, Well... They haven't expressed an interest, and I have not encouraged it yeah. because, I mean, again, I'm not mother of the year. My children have definitely watched some rough things on TV from time to time, but um, you know, if they haven't expressed an interest, I do know that some of the humor uh, in the show can be a little off. So, um, some it's not one that I'm like, "Hey, kids, let's sit down and watch The Simpsons," yeah. but. Um, You know, when I do know that when we were in the queue, that was uh, an opportunity that I took. They were interested in what they were looking at and they were asking me to explain things about the show. Who's this person? What do they do? What does that mean? Why are they saying that? And, um, you know, they they were able to pick up um, between what they were seeing on the screens and what I was explaining enough of the context of the show. To be able to kind of relate to the characters,
0: fantastic. Yeah, I've uh, you know I I know everything about The Simpsons, everything that I can possibly know. I really geek out whenever it comes to Simpsons. And but like that's a reference to I've uh, I'm trying to talk here. I'm trying to reference trying to talk. But like I, I remember the first time I took my family to Universal, and this ended up being one of my dad's favorite attraction i think the day that we wrote it just because he doesn't like the simpsons either i mean he's never i don't think he's watched a single episode if i've had it on around him he's you know he's probably just been dazing off into a book or something else not not ever watching it so uh i think one of the things about this really have to be a fan of the show to enjoy the ride but it will help enhance Experience,
1: yes, because you will understand the humor a lot better. You'll understand the context of it. I mean, that's true also just for being in the the area, the Simpsons area. There's so much there that you know, if you're not familiar with the show, goes you know, right over your head. You don't understand why Moe's Tavern is important and and all those types of things. Um, but yeah, or the Flaming Moe, if um. if you're an adult, you should watch it. Show. The show's stinking hilarious, but um, but it's not necessary. Yeah, you yeah. can you can get enough of the context of well, it.
0: I'm going to start with Miller just because I think he had the best uh, takeaway from the entire attraction. I liked his uh, – when he talked about the mechanics of the ride, he said it's like this big screen that you go up into and crazy stuff happens. It has lots of stuff going on, and that's why it is so hard to describe which that's just kind of humorous to me. But uh, regardless, he said without any hesitation that he wanted to do it again uh, because he you know, he thought it ran the entire gamut because it was funny, it had its scarier moments. Um, but other than that, he really seemed to love it.
1: Yeah. Um, I, I guess, do we need to describe – you, you did describe the ride. Yeah, I has got yeah. the full video and everything. Um, I <laughs> – I'm trying to, I think that he was the one who, who enjoyed it the most. And he actually was the one who showed the most interest in the, um, in the queue was asking me the most questions. You know, they have the videos of itchy and scratchy beforehand that they kind of go over the safety rules and all of that. And, um, but yeah, it was, he, he was pretty, he was pretty into it laughing a lot and, it is it's a little bit it's a little bit scary i mean you go it's the simulator and and the whole concept is they're going into this you know defunct theme park and um the clowns theme park or something and and the the bad guy comes in and tries to bob okay (laughs) he tries to kill the simpsons and you know everything goes haywire you go flying off roller coaster tracks and end up in places and then Maggie, the little baby, gets um, radiation, something or whatever, and grows into a big monster and is going to destroy everybody. And uh, anyway, there's it's it's kind of alarming at times. But he thought that the whole thing was hilarious. Yeah, yeah he well, was into it.
0: And Margot said that uh, she enjoyed it too, but uh, she apparently felt a little sore. After yeah. The ride.
1: Okay. So Margot sometimes struggles with back pain. Um, and this one really messed her up like I I think it it is a very jerky ride with the simulator that goes up and it's trying to again simulate you flying off of roller coaster tracks and landing down harshly on other surfaces and you know spins and turns and and all this kind of stuff um, it's just it's very jerky and you're on hard plastic seats there's no cushioning and I think that it was too intense for her to, really enjoy it as she should. She just kinda came off of it. I mean, like I, I I know she understood the story, but she just primarily focused on the fact that her back was in pain. Well
0: and your other daughter also had neck pain.
1: Yes. And Ellie is not one yeah. that has back problems or neck problems. Ellie's my one that goes all over the place on roller coasters and you, you know, know free fall drops and
0: There
2: it's uh, there's something really like a funny story here because when I was a kid, um and I did Back to the Future, same same attraction, housing. Um, I remember the warning for it being like back problems, pregnant mothers, whatever. And I remember the first thing I said to my brother, like I was super happy I did this ride, but I turned to my brother afterwards and I was like, man, no wonder why they say if you have any back problems, because this ride gives you back problems. Mm -hmm. Like I remember coming off and as I was probably uh, maybe 14, 13, 14, maybe even 12, I don't know. It was somewhere in that around like seventh or eighth grade, um, and I remember thinking like that hurt a yeah, little bit, you know, it, it and definitely it's same does. Kind of ride um, vehicle.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I know that there are some rides where they, you know, they're all trying to cover their butts and they tell you don't go on if you're pregnant, if you have back pain, neck pain. And sometimes it feels like maybe that's a little excessive, but this one, please listen to what they're yeah. saying. That's a, that's a real warning for this one. Um, I, I was sore when I came off. Um, I wasn't that crazy about the attraction for other reasons primarily, but this one definitely jerks you around. Uh, It's hard to overemphasize that.
0: I completely agree. I give it my stamp of approval, though, but I'm not in your family, so that doesn't matter. Um, (laughs) That's just me. Uh, Let's move on to... The other Simpson attraction that's in the area that... Well, did you came... want me to
1: say what my opinion was? Did you not? I didn't.
0: Oh, okay. Your opinion. My what? main <laughs> you issue... You just kind of said it at the end. Well, <laughs> I said I
1: didn't. I wasn't crazy about it for other reasons. Um, the main reason, I skipped the Simpsons ride. I mean, it is jerky and it's a little bit painful on you know, your yeah. back or whatever. But I am willing to endure a certain degree of that if it's a really good ride. Like, I love Space Mountain, um, even though it's jerky. This one, though i just get nauseous it's it's that simulator motion stuff um i do fine on roller coasters but i do struggle with simulators and this one's no air this one's particularly bad yeah
0: and because i don't know if it's just the age of the technology in there i mean the ride in general it opened up in 2008 it switched over from back to the future so it technically hasn't been there that long since they upgraded it but uh, in both theaters, the projector has this soft focus on it yeah. that just makes it a little more disorienting. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, just in IMAX in general, well, um, it can you can always see that effect where it's a little bit soft, but then this one's a little extra soft, and that, that makes a big deal. Uh, I have this theory, too, about it, is that um, this one, for me,
2: is the one that I'm like, if I haven't taken Dramamine, I can't do it. Yeah. Um, and I think it's because... I didn't have this issue when it was Back to the Future because Back to the Future was real stuff in front of you. Yeah. Like, it was a real environment, whereas this is an animated environment. So for me, there's a mental disconnect. Like, I know I'm not on that roller coaster. I know I'm not doing this. And I think that makes me a little more nauseous because I don't know where to look in the screen necessarily because I'm looking around like it's a cartoon show. I'm looking for the cartoons. like, And so I think you have to my advice to somebody is that I find that helps if you just focus like right in front of you. Yeah. Don't try to look at everything. Just look
0: right at the screen, Yeah, and, you, and you'll, it'll feel a little better. And it sucks because this ride is designed to look all around yeah. on that screen and There's see all lot. the little yeah. hidden references. Uh, but uh, this is one attraction that I think – besides the the ride vehicles are so old since they've been there since back to the future and they're mm-hmm. still very jerky and you know they almost need completely replaced and uh, bring it up to date with newer technology but uh, this could really stand from an addition of having 4k projectors in yeah, there and cool. a nice 4k image on there because uh, you know despicable me looks great spider-man looks great mm-hmm. gringotts looks great all these rides that really take use of the newer technology that's come out it looks amazing and this is one that's dying for that and then i think it would also make people a lot less sick because i know from uh my time at forbidden journey whenever people came over and they're like oh it's it's a moving motion simulator similar to Spider-Man and also kind of like the Simpsons oh i can't do this And then i got so sick on the Simpsons but it's like how did you do a Spider-Man uh you know that was okay except for the part where you spun yeah. and so it's like okay i don't understand how the moving one you felt more sick than the one that's stationary but uh that's more because i don't get motion sick easily but yeah, I, I think with the with addition sharpening up the screen a little bit, maybe making the ride vehicles a little smoother, mm-hmm. this could end up being more enjoyable for everyone in the family. Add some breeze in your face for crying out loud, too. <laughs> Jeez.
2: Man,
1: that might help.
0: I need a nice, cool...
1: Something, yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, so let's move on now to Kang and Kodos twirl and hurl the okay, the yeah. spooky, spinner ride the spooky, the spooky spinner them. ride that came uh, as part of the edition of Springfield, USA. Um, Kang and Kodos, of course, are very well known from the Treehouse of Horror episodes. Uh, there we go, Halloween coming right back into it. There, uh, the the greatest Simpsons episodes that have ever existed. What was cool in
2: California is they played the the tr- Halloween uh, the treehouse of horror like soundtrack is what they played throughout their springfield they don't they don't do that here i don't know why it's such a cool like sound to it but maybe someday
0: yeah so uh obviously this is just your your normal hub and spoke spinner ride however it's got a little bit of a difference because based on uh your controlling motions up and down you might trigger rfid sensors that will uh Include characters uh, doing little little funny quips in there, and of course Jennifer Tilly moved from the Simpsons uh, ride and did the she does the pre-show warning in the mm-hmm. Simpsons ride. She also lends her voice to the King pre Kodos. Uh, the pre-ride yeah. at um, King Kodos, too. Uh, so there's a That's lot funny. to enjoy about this ride. What did your family think of it?
1: Well, um, it took us a while to get a handle on the story behind it. That's not um, as easily grasped, but so I don't know if anybody cares. The The idea is that Keng and Kodo have Kodos. De- Kodos, sorry. Um, that they've landed and they've kind of, they're tricking park guests into getting in these UFO vehicles because the guests think that they're getting on an, an amusement park attraction. And once you're on the ride, there's an announcement that you know, you've been had. And what actually is happening is an attack on Springfield. And if you ever, uh, basically you're a hostage in an alien abduction. And if you want to uh, be released, you have to attack the citizens of Springfield, which is where uh, the part that uh, Craig is talking about comes into play, where you have to try to line up the height of your vehicle with the sensor. Um, On the outside of the spinning part, there are tentacles, from the alien, mm-hmm. and there are sensors placed at different levels on the tentacles. And if you do happen to align your UFO with a, a sensor, it will spin the particular citizen on that tentacle, and then they come out, you know, saying, like, Dow! or, you know, whatever kind of exclamation
0: exactly.
1: happens. And so um, that wasn't very... That wasn't clearly explained to us in the line. I don't know if they just didn't have the speakers loud enough, but we were still a little bit confused about what the goal was. I'd actually tap a team member on the shoulder and say, hey, can you uh, explain how this works?
0: I'm going to throw it out there. I don't think I knew that full story about I, it. I didn't and, know that at all. Yeah, <laughs> And I was there for one of the media introductions to it whenever okay. it first opened up. I didn't even know the story. Oh, okay, wow.
1: well, there it is. And... Um, so again, it's, it's, it's not clear if you're not looking for this, you might get on this ride and not even actually understand the fact of how you're supposed that there's a point to going up and down. You might, you know, just yeah. you can go up and down and you might not figure out that there's some kind of goal here. So, uh, we got on and, um, you know, my kids usually have different opinions. This one, they all kind of were the same on, I, I I tried to hype it, you know, like, yeah, "Yeah, we're going to do this. Let's get, you know, all of the sensors and have everybody react. And, you know, you're a mom, you try to get your kids excited. But They were just kind of like, whatever, this is just Dumbo, you know, for little kids, you know, Uh, they just were not really... All of them across yeah. the board. They were like, "All right, we went on it. We spun around a few times, and and now we're off." I mean, I was with in the UFO with Miller. The girls were in their own, and you know, he was he was trying to work with me and like, "All right, mom, we'll do this," and uh, um, going up and down. And um, he, it's it's hard too. You can't first. You need to know you can't get every single sensor because they're so spaced at different yeah. places. You have to. And it took us a while to figure that out, that you have to kind of find a sensor a few tentacles away and then aim for that one. You can't get a one that's, you know, pretty close up to you. will just miss it completely. So I, I, Miller's also my perfectionist. And so I think he was a little bit uh, frustrated that he was not, you know, able to to get the marks as easily. But for the most part, they were pretty bored. But again, you know, they're the tweens and the teens and spinning around isn't, like, a huge um, thrill for them anymore.
0: I I mean, I can actually speak on behalf of Corey and Julie on this one point. Uh, I know they went to Universal at one point in time uh, specifically. I think it was specifically just to ride E.T. because Ferris loves E.T. However, I don't even think they made it to E.T. They ended up going on uh, Kodos like, three times because the kids loved it so much. And then they just left. <laughs> so um, so yeah. maybe
1: this one's oriented towards much younger kids. You I know?
0: I think. See, and that's where I love this ride. This is something that you can take your you know your little kids on and. They they'll enjoy the spinning aspect of it. Where if you are an adult, you can and you like The Simpsons, you can enjoy those little references and those little tidbits that you hear uh, as you are spinning around and in the line itself. And you know, I enjoy this one as an adult, but yeah, it is. I I don't do it. I maybe do it once every six months at most. I mean,
1: they didn't hate it. They were just kind of indifferent. I mean, they all pretty much said, "Yeah, we would do this again, but this isn't one that we're going to line up for. You know, if if we can walk on it, then we'll yeah. do it. Uh, we're not going to go out of our way to try to make sure we get on this ride. But you know, if there's no nothing, one else, <laughs> if there's no one else there, and we've got time yeah. to kill, then you know, they're not. They don't object to it. It's just not something that they um, found particularly exciting. Yeah,
0: well." I think the last one will uh, be a little bit more enjoyable to them. I haven't read this article in a while, so we'll find out as we are going through (laughs) it. Uh, But, of course, Men in Black Alien Attack, uh, what some would say might be the the crowning achievement of the World Expo area. Uh, I would.
1: Yeah, it's Men in Black Alien Attack.
2: Oh, I thought it was Alien Attack. I'm thinking of the other ride. (laughs) I learn something every day. I love this ride.
0: (laughs) <laughs> you didn't know we were talking about this ride? No, no, I, I knew you we were talking the about name. the ride. I thought the last word was different. No, M- Men in Black: Alien Attack it sounds better. So uh, this is we've talked about it in depth on this show many times. It is uh, a moving dark ride where there is spinning, but it's essentially that Buzz Lightyear style. Uh, the Toy Story main Mania. You have your gun and you are going through. It starts as you're you're training to shoot aliens, but hey, you know what? alien attack just happens on the city so you got to bypass your training and you just got to go out there and get to it and start zapping aliens and that is that is uh the essential plot of it and you know you get a lovely uh lovely ending with none other than will smith himself uh big willie style big big willie style uh overall i think all three of us in the room can say that we love this attraction. Totally. Um, so JL, let's start with your opinion on it before we get to your kids.
1: I love this ride. Um, it is a bit fast. It has some spinning in it. And, um, nevertheless, I don't get uh, motion sick on this one. I, I love the interactive part of this. I love how it can be something that your vehicle, um, tries to work on together in that in that aspect it sort of was a fun thing for our family i know you have your individual scores that you're trying to get when you are um getting you know shooting at the aliens and, and you're trying to get your score to beat the other people in your vehicle but at the same time there's portions of the ride where you are trying to work together to um mess up the other vehicle that's on the track that's next to yours so um and we had we had a great time i i love the um i love the game aspect of this, yeah. and it's also very visually fun as well
0: well margot uh she did note that she would repeat the ride in the future, but uh, one thing that did leave an impression on her was the strobe lights and a lot of the spinning. Uh, despite mm-hmm. it appealing to ages, that's something that stuck out to her, and I think that is something important to think about for anyone. Um, you know, you never know who's going to be affected by strobe lights, and right, it, you know, I, I struggle with the. Uh- the
2: spin sometimes like um it's not terrible well it's hard because it's that part when you go to shoot at the other car and if the car Mm -hmm. across from you is carrying smart or people who have done it before they'll actively continue to shoot your car because you get more points but also because um it it stops you from spinning so so that's always my goal so sorry for anybody
0: who faces off against me (laughs) Uh, and she also wanted to make sure that uh Everyone knows no matter what they say, you are going to want to push the red button.
1: Yes. Uh, she was – this was funny. Okay, so Margot got very competitive
0: yeah.
1: um, when it came to this game, and she was all about trying to get the most points. And um, she, she had I – th- I think I remember telling him when we were in the line that even though they tell you not to push the red button – that you definitely want to try to be the first person or push the red button because you would get muco amounts of points. But um, anyway, I, but see, I liked that. I liked it that she was, Margot is my teenager and in that she is usually my one that is most apathetic about things you know she's like whatever whatever all the time so it was really cool to be in an attraction where she got into it and got excited about it and was like i'm gonna push the red button or whatever it is i don't care i just i like the fact that she was involved and engaged
0: yeah so ellie seemed to really get a kick out of a lot of the aliens going through um and She it'd be hard to keep her away in the future, but um, at the same time, she loved the aliens. But I guess she kind of thought maybe some of the aliens were a bit scary, especially in the darker sections of the ride.
1: Yes. She's 11. Okay. So now when she says, when she is saying that she thinks that they are scary, she is not scared of them. Yes. She is, like I said, my daredevil.
2: She's just saying they're She's spooky. trying
1: to... She's spooky. <laughs> she's trying to kind of put out a warning to other kids who might scare easily. She does not scare easily. Um, in fact, when we go through haunted houses, I will put her in front of me because she laughs at things and I scream and cry. <laughs> yeah. But... Um, She, she, it is the the aliens are a little bit intimidating to look at. Certain ones are. Crazy looking, and it is a dark ride. So, for a child that maybe is afraid of monsters in their closet or under their bed, um, this one might be a little bit too intense well, the, for them. I
2: mean, that finale is the strobe light with all the smoke and sure. that giant one that's over your head. So, I can yeah. see how, I mean, how that could be a little bit. The like, concept of the
1: ride is New York is being attacked by aliens. Yeah. So, that's and that's not supposed to be a, a walk in the park experience. So.
0: Maybe Central Park. Well, <laughs> oh god. <laughs> Well, so. Miller's your uh, your video game child. Yes. Um, how did he feel about this one, really? Obviously, he loves it, and, um, you know, shoot, you're shooting. It is a game, but uh, how, how was his aim? Because he seemed like he wasn't that great at it, was he?
1: <laughs> well, it doesn't... Um, I, I don't know. It's, it's hard to aim with those um, blasters, and... Um, Your dot is not always where you think it's going to be. It takes a little while to get oriented. Um, And I think he struggled a little bit with that and found that frustrating. Like I said, Miller is my perfectionist. And he always expects to excel at everything that he does. And so when he doesn't, that um, can cause a bit of an anger issue. That's me. But um, he wasn't, I I do want to, you know, he did have a good time and he does want to go on it again. They all, this, this ride has really great repeatability. Yeah.
2: um, Oh, for sure. When when you start learning the tips and tricks of like where to shoot and how to shoot and, 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 you know, you were saying like he's, the way he is with the gun, like you get better at that. Is exactly. it? The more you do it, you learn exactly. the tricks. This is
1: a ride that we actually could do every single time we go to the park and it wouldn't get old. Yeah. Um, and so while he did, he did find the, the blasters a little bit, uh, frustrating. He's, he also wants to do it again because you know, he wants to get the better score and he wants to hit that red button before Margot does.
0: Fantastic. So <laughs> looking at world expo at a whole, we're saying obviously the best one, uh, as long as your kids do meet the height requirement for Men in Black, uh, as a general whole, though families will enjoy Men in Black: Alien Attack the most, followed by The Simpsons Ride. As long as everyone can handle the the intensity, the intensity, followed by unfortunately Kang and Kodos at the bottom, aiming more towards younger kids.
1: Yeah, I think so. Um, I mean, at least that's again how it was for my family, and and we really. Um, do cross the gamut as far as personalities and um, men in black was definitely the big winner in that area simpsons was you know somewhere somewhere in between there are things that we liked about it and other things not so much it's one that we will probably pass more often than stand in line for so
2: you say like men in black would be the most accessible for family across the board
1: I would, yeah, I think so. I mean, again, there is, there are the the factors that you need to take into account, like the strobe lights, or if you have an easily startled child, but again, even with that ride, it's not like the aliens are directly in your face. Yeah. You're a good distance from them. Um, it, I I think that one's just a, a bit easier to manage than something like the Simpsons that were the, the vehicles jerking all over the place. There's nothing you can do with it. And yeah. It's big and overwhelming.
0: Awesome. <laughs> Any any other thoughts at all? No? I don't think so. Well, thank you so much for, well, first off, taking your kids and uh, having all these experiences, but then sharing it with everyone else. So I hope it's uh, ending up being very helpful for any families going to Universal in the future. Yeah, me if, too. If you're on the fence about planning that trip because you don't know what all they'll actually be able to handle i i hope this helps to get that good grasp of what you definitely need to do and experience while you're there and uh overall in general i have to just say uh thank you again jl and thank you to everyone out there who uh, took the time to put up with this on this very spooky, spooky spooky episode with uh you know everything that's been Going on with the talking stuff. I forget. <laughs> Everything I was, that's the golden I forget where talking. I was going with all that. Um, it's time to say
1: goodbye.
0: Greg. It is time <laughs> to say goodbye. It's, it's been a long one, but packed with a lot of information. So thank you again for everyone taking the time to listen. Uh, remember, anything that you want to find out about this show can be found in our show notes page which you'll find at disunplug.com or the blue universal section uh that's you know that's where all the information from today's show links to all your blog posts that you have on your family guides as well as any of the news articles we talked about uh that are relevant to your lives and anything else in general for this show all the other shows that are on our podcast network including the disney world edition the trip uh disneyland edition and connecting with Walt. so you can find all those there uh, as well as our contact information uh, to get a hold of us at podcast at Diz unplugged is our email. And then, of course, we're on all different forms of social media uh, that if you still don't know where we're at, come on, find us. It's about time. Uh, make sure you're subscribed to us on iTunes as well as YouTube, and you're leaving great feedback on that because that's the only way we can get better in general is if you're telling us how to be better. Uh, so definitely leave that feedback and subscribe and Again, thank you, everyone out there. That's going to do it for this episode of the Diz Unplugged Universal Edition. We'll be back next week with another episode. But remember, Monster Mash is universal.